0: Welcome to Every Moment His, a podcast dedicated to how God's preached word affects every moment of our daily lives. This sermon was preached by Pastor John Rasmussen at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Uh, Today we're going to take a look at uh, one single verse from our Old Testament reading. It's Isaiah 52, 9. You're welcome to open up a Bible to that text. Isaiah 52, 9 says, break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Well, Once again, Merry Christmas. And I want to start this morning off on a not very positive note. It's a word from Isaiah 52, verse 9. It's the word, waste places. It's a very specific word in Hebrew. It's, it's often used in the Old Testament, in the prophets in particular, and it literally means a place that is scorched with intense heat, it's sort of like a, a desert place. And so, this would be a picture of what a, a waste place might look like, not a place you want to live, right? But this word in Hebrew is is more than just a desert space that's scorched. It also means something deeper. It means a a place that's abandoned. It's a place that's left behind with no inhabitants. It's sort of like a ghost town, a place where there was once life, there was green, there was growth, but now there's just absence and everything's overgrown, sort of like a ghost town. I suppose a modern-day example of a waste place might even be like an ecological waste place, a place that can no longer be inhabited by humans because of human irresponsibility. Or many of the pictures that we've seen this past year of Ukraine are waste places. They're places once busy with life and joy, but now they're a heap of ruins bombed out because of warfare. In fact, in our reading today, we're reminded that Israel had become a waste place. First, the Assyrians came from the north, and they burned the cities and the villages of the northern kingdom, leading its inhabitants into exile, leaving the cities and the villages behind as uninhabited ruins and waste places. This took place in 722 B.C., And then in 586 B.C., Jerusalem itself became a waste place. The holy city became a desolate place of ruins. Its temple was destroyed. Its inhabitants were exiled for 70 years. And so you can imagine a city that was once beautiful, now empty, uninhabited, overgrown with weeds, its stones crumbling, wild animals roaming its streets. If you've ever seen the movie from years ago called I Am Legend with Will Smith, if you can remember what New York City looked like, uh, uninhabited, overgrown, this is what Jerusalem had become, a waste place. And what made these waste places worse was that they were the work of God's own people. Their sin and their idolatry and their constant refusal to listen to God's Word all led to these waste places. And so, it's surprising, it's startling even, that God would still take His rebellious, wayward people under His wing once more to comfort them and to redeem them. This is what Isaiah says that we should make some noise about. He says, break forth into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. You see, God enters into the waste places of His people to comfort them with His love. God even makes the waste places of His own people's making into His own restoration project. He redeems his people and he promises to restore their waste places into places of life, of green, of growth. So, listen to what God promises his people just one chapter earlier in Isaiah 51, verse 3. For the Lord comforts Zion, he comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. This is who our God is, and this is what He does. And this is good news for you and me, because waste places are not just abandoned cities or bombed-out buildings. So often our very lives, our very relationships, our very hearts, our very bodies become waste places, places ruined by life in a sinful world or ruined by our own sins or ruined by the sins of others and sometimes all of the above. Listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 102. Psalm 102 is a prayer of one who is afflicted and who pours out his complaint before the Lord. In great suffering, the psalmist says, I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. You can just imagine that the psalmist is so down and and so suffering and so hopeless that he identifies as one who permanently resides in a desert waste place. His very life feels like a place of ruins. So what about you? What are your waste places? Where do you feel like your health or your happiness or your relationships or your finances or your, even your life story, maybe even your relationship with God, lie in ruins? Where in your life are those spaces that were once green and, and beautiful and full of life, but now they're empty, abandoned? Abandoned? lifeless, seemingly beyond repair. Well, friends, this is what Christmas is all about. It's about Emmanuel, God with us, God with us in our waste places to comfort us, God with us in our waste places to redeem them and rebuild them. God with us even when Our waste places seem like they're beyond the repair of this life. God with us in our waste places, even when we've lived in them for so long. With us to build them back up again. If you're like me, you might have a but, right? You might say, but, wait, what's the catch? You might say, what if my waste place is one of my own making? What if the ruins of my life are the result of my disobedience to God? What if God told me no and I knew better and I did it anyways? And I continued until the mess that God warned me against is the mess I'm now living in. Well, friends, this is why Emmanuel came. And this is why Emmanuel is good news, because Emmanuel came to a world that had made every mistake and every mess possible, and still he loved us, and he gave himself for us. And Emmanuel delights in finding us at the end of our rope and loving us when we have nowhere else to turn except for him. Into our waste places, he comes to comfort us. He comes to redeem our waste places and make them his very own. Some of you may need to hear this today, that Christ is not just with you in your waste places. Christ hasn't just moved into your waste place, but he's actually bought your waste places and made them his own. They are his property now, and he will restore them. I had a pastor in college who once said, God isn't into buying new things. God doesn't buy new stuff. No. God is in the salvage business. God delights in finding those who are broken down and beaten up and beyond repair, left and abandoned. And these are the kind of people that God buys, redeems, and makes His own. He buys hopeless people. And He patiently restores them and brings them back to new. This is who Jesus is, and this is what Jesus does for you. And so this is what Christmas is all about. I think we get pretty comfortable with Christmas, and and maybe we even become a little inoculated to it, immune to it, because we just hear it so much. But um, you have to think about what your life would be like without Emmanuel, See, if you were an atheist, you would have to admit that your waste places are the result of a cold and meaningless universe that is entirely indifferent to your suffering. And so, in this worldview of atheism, waste places are not restored. They are ignored or numbed or dealt with until this short and meaningless life is over. If you were a Buddhist, You'd have to admit that your waste places are only waste places because you have a desire for something other than the inevitable suffering of this life. If you could really see things as they really are, you would be detached from wanting your waste places to be restored places. You would simply accept them. And if you followed one of the many works-based religions of the world, this is the prevailing religion of the world, by the way. It even gets its way into Christianity sometimes, the do better, try harder religion. If you were to follow this works-based religion, you would have to admit that waste places only become healed, inhabited places through your hard work and your wisdom and your worthiness, your merit. But this is why Christmas is really important. And we should never get over it. It's because it's only in Christ Jesus, it's only in Jesus, our Emmanuel, that we can face those waste places honestly for what they are and know that He not only lives with us in them now, but that He has made them His own and that He will reverse them. The very one who was born in Bethlehem so long ago is also the very one who is making and will make all things new. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Emmanuel. Amen.